Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there on the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, They caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Pastor Josh, it's kickoff Sunday. I know, I said that already. (laughs) Okay, so it's not a surprise, but isn't it kind of strange that it's kickoff Sunday? That it's called kickoff Sunday? What do you mean? Like we should call it something else? No, no, just like we worship together every week. But we pick this one Sunday in September to mark as the beginning. The kickoff. It's not the beginning of the liturgical year or the calendar year, but it really does feel like a new year. It's like we never grow out of being kids starting a new school year each fall. That's true. And then it's like we go through it all over again when we have our own kids or even grandkids. I still can't believe Madeline is taking a bus now. She looks so big wearing her backpack and getting on the bus all by herself. Okay, Pastor Sari, didn't you say you were going to try to work on not mentioning your kids in every single sermon? You're right. You're right. But I feel like you set me up for that one. And school is just on my mind a lot right now. When you're in school, every year you're in a new grade level. It was so exciting to be one year older, to have a new teacher, to learn more and more, until one day you graduate, you're done. It's kind of funny how some things in our life end, but some things just keep going. Like we graduate from school, but we never graduate from learning or growing, or at least we shouldn't. And we definitely don't graduate from faith. It's not like at some point we've followed Jesus long enough to graduate from, like, Disciple University or something. Not even George Vogel can claim that. <laughs> Faith isn't like that. It's a, it's a lifelong thing. No report cards or progress reports or honor roll or even grade levels. No trying to earn certain grades or achieve something. It's just us following Jesus every day. It's more like a a journey, and it's different for everybody. 
So when we're following Jesus, we're not just growing older. We're not growing up. We're growing deeper. Deeper in our understanding of God's love for all people. Deeper in our relationship with God. Deeper in the ministries we serve and in our connections to one another. I think that's really exciting. That whether we are new to faith or have been Christians our whole lives, that we continue to grow and change and transform. And not just in our individual lives, in our life as a community of faith too, in the life of the congregation. It's exciting to think that Emmanuel is always growing and changing and transforming. But... But. Why'd you add a but? You were on a roll. I was going to go sit down. But sometimes I wonder if everyone finds being a part of Emmanuel as exciting as we do. Well, I don't think anybody can match the level of excitement and enthusiasm that you have on a regular basis. (laughs) Fair. But I think sometimes we forget how awesome what we're doing is. Did you know that sometimes some people, not us, but others, find church and even faith in general boring? All right, that is hard for me to believe, but I have it on good authority from a seven-year-old. That church sometimes is boring. She reminds me, yeah, every week. (laughs) I was just having a conversation the other day, and it was said, quote, not that many people like Bible studies, Because they find them boring. What? And I was like, Bible study is boring? How is the living word of God boring? Or worship is boring? How is encountering the living Christ boring? Or, according to my husband, the announcements are too long (laughs) and boring. How is the congregation living out the call of the church boring? None of this should be boring. And if it feels that way, isn't that on us? I had a teacher, Mr. Carino, who said, nothing is boring. If something is boring, it's more likely our failure to engage with it. Hmm. And yet, part of me gets it too. I think we've all felt this way at some point. We keep coming to worship week after week, and it's more or less the same. And what is beautiful and comforting and liturgical can also become monotonous or even boring, especially if we stop paying attention to what we're doing or why we're doing it. I even feel that when it comes to my preaching. Like when I've preached on a passage before and have to now again, there's some part of me that just wants to like keep examining it, keep, keep pushing further to try to find something new, some sort of, of key insight. I don't want to get, I don't know, bored with my own preaching. None of us want to be bored with your preaching. <laughs> Maybe boring isn't the right word. I think that when it comes to my faith, I don't, I don't want to become complacent. I don't want to be stagnant. That's why I really like what your teacher said. Faith is is something we need to engage, like a growing thing we need to, to nurture and tend. Complacent. That's a good way to describe it. Like we're going through the motions sometimes. 
Here we are, surrounded by this amazing community, worshiping God together, praying for one another, receiving this meal of grace. But because we do this every week, we get used to it. We start to lose sight of the miracle and the mystery of it. We can lose sight of the larger picture. What we do here matters so much. It can start to feel ordinary or boring or even mundane at times. But that's why I love your teacher's words so much, because if faith starts to feel that way, ordinary or mundane or boring, I think that's a sign that we need to engage more. I mean, it's not like the love of Jesus is ordinary or boring. We never graduate from God, because with God, there's always more to learn, more to understand, more to discover. Following Jesus always brings another step, always invites another action, always encourages us to, well, like you said, grow deeper. It's like our reading from Ephesians that Lori read, that Lori read and Paul wrote. (laughs) He said, I pray that you might have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. I mean, the love of Jesus has no limit, no bottom, no end. So that means we're never done exploring it. Put out into deep water. I don't know what that means. (laughs) In our gospel reading, Jesus calls the disciples into deeper water. They are fishing, an activity they do every day for their livelihood, and I'm sure they have a routine, the course they would take, the time of day that worked best, the easiest way to clean the net even. But then Jesus invites them to do something different. For them, it was ordinary, just going through the motions, but Jesus calls them into deeper waters. They are still fishing, but now they're invited to try something a little different. Try it in a way that they hadn't done before. Put out into the deep water. I like that. That's exactly what faith is like. It's like Jesus constantly calling us into deeper waters. If being complacent is kind of like splashing in the shallow end, then following Jesus is like like putting out into the deeper waters. But But what? This time you were on a roll, and you haven't even mentioned a certain sports team yet. (laughs) But deeper waters are kind of risky, aren't they? I mean, I like this metaphor, but but deeper waters are unknown, mysterious, scary. At least scary isn't boring. That's true. But it kind of sounds like Jesus is calling us out of our comfort zones and away from the shallows where we always feel safe, out into places where we feel vulnerable, where we're not in control, where we have to trust. But isn't that where we all grow deeper? In those deeper waters? Yeah. I mean, you're right. When the disciples followed Jesus out into the deeper waters, it was an opportunity to learn and to grow. Plus, they got to witness God do something amazing, and it changed them and changed their faith. I think it can be really scary to follow Jesus to a new place, out into the deeper waters. But when we do... It's always worth it. It is. Though I know the thought of doing something new can be overwhelming, especially when so many of us already feel so busy and our church is already doing so much. Mm -mm. But maybe we can follow Jesus' call into deeper waters without 
adding more to our plates or just being overwhelmed. Jesus called the disciples to deeper waters, but they were still fishing. It was something familiar, just in a new place. We have so many great ministries at Emmanuel, opportunities to learn and to serve and connect with our congregation and in our community. We can continue to do what we're doing and look for ways to grow in these relationships. To grow deeper. Exactly. Like this past summer, I had the opportunity to tour the In the Hour of Need family shelter. And it was actually my first time visiting the house. I love the work that they do, and I want to support it. But being an overnight volunteer doesn't work with our family's (laughs) needs. (laughs) And I suspect that's the case for a few others, too. But when I took the tour and I talked to the staff there, I found out there are a bunch of other ways to be involved. They have regular cleanup days due to all the maintenance of having a house. They love when a volunteer comes to teach a skill. They said, if you know a great lasagna recipe, then come teach the families how to make lasagna. I left our conversation feeling all excited and curious, thinking about all the possibilities, possibilities that I didn't even know existed. Excited? I'm excited for the civic life and faith class, right, Greta and Scott, that's starting this Wednesday. They're teaching it. Right now, it feels like politics in our country are kind of awful. People don't know how to talk to one another or how to disagree or how to even seek after the common good. And this is a a way to grow deeper in our understanding of what it means to be a citizen and a person of faith, deeper in our compassion for other people, deeper in our ability to, to hear each other. And I think the capital campaign is also an opportunity to grow deeper. Me too. I mean, Emmanuel's building is like the home of our congregation, right? It's the place where we gather for worship and fellowship. It's where we welcome the community in. It supports us in our service and our ministry to others. Emmanuel as a congregation has been around for almost 100 years. Yes. And we want it to exist, to continue, to thrive for at least another 100 years. So we need to reflect on what will prepare our building for the future and how it can be more inviting and greener and safer. You know, all of this is a lot to be excited for. It is. And it's way too much for one person to be involved in all of it. But luckily, we don't have to do it all. We're the body of Christ together. We just have to find the things we're really passionate about and pour ourselves into those ministries and see where the Holy Spirit leads us and not let the obstacles get the last word, of course. Obstacles? What do you mean? Well, sometimes there are obstacles that keep us from going out into deeper waters. And sometimes it's the busy schedule or the already full plate. But I also hear from so many people that they don't feel like they're enough. Like, they don't know enough about the Bible to teach Sunday school. Or they love music, but they don't feel they sing well enough to be in choir. We can be really good at talking ourselves out of taking a leap. But we can't let those feelings of doubt or fear get in the way. Emmanuel is a safe place to try new things. This is a loving community, and we build one another up. 
So I hope that each one of you will feel encouraged to follow that call to deeper waters, to go where you feel Jesus tugging you. I hope that with all of the great ministries that we have here at Emmanuel, in learning and serving and helping people to gather, that everyone in this congregation can find at least one thing to claim as their own, that each of you can find that thing that you love, that thing that gets you excited to go a little past your comfort zone, that matches your gifts and passions to the needs of the congregation and the community. I hope that we all continue to grow deeper in our faith and let God use us in new ways. So do you think we're ready for deeper waters? Yes, I think we are. Then let's follow Jesus and see where he leads us together. Amen. Amen.